This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Man, I'm fired up. I'm fired up to talk to you people. What is up? Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Listen, this is unusual for me, right? No fights to recap. This isn't the Pick'em Podcast. I'm not going to put out the Pick'em Podcast so later in the week till I do my proper uh, evaluation of each fight, plus a lot of fights are coming out or canceling out and stuff like that. I just wanted to talk. That's as simple as that. I'm bothering my wife too much. She's like, Brian, I don't care. Go tell the podcast. <laughs> she didn't say that in so many words, but basically that's what she meant. Listen, I have a lot to talk about fighting we're gonna go I, i'm going to preview every card in february see what my early leans are that's what really this show is going to be about there's also some mma topics i want to get to there's some personal stuff i'm going to get to we're just gonna have a chat them up this is just your classic chat them up the first thing i want to say and this is off script i i just wrote everything down so i remember it because a lot of times i'll get on here and, I, and i'll forget to say something but i think i got everything covered Probably not. I'll probably post this. The minute it posts, I'll be in my living room going, oh, why didn't I talk about that? But this is off the top. Literally, my hair is getting to the point where I fucking hate it. I've never had it this long in my life. If you don't know, I'm growing it out so I can cut it and give it to not locks of love because I heard they're, they're, they're a bit of a bit of criminals, bit of crooks, uh, but something like locks of love. I want to do my, donate my hair to cancer research, cancer charity, help them make wigs and stuff like that. Um, something I've always wanted to do. I I've never wanted long hair. I get, I get, it, it hurts. Like it doesn't hurt, but it's like, I don't, I'm lazy. Like I used to shave my head. Like I used to buzz cut my head just because it's so easy. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to have to do anything with it. I am blessed with a gorgeous head of hair. Wife is in the industry. She knows what to do. She's donated hair before. So she's on this journey with me. We measured it. Um, the top is obviously longer than the back because of the hair I had before I started growing out. And uh, I'm at six inches. I need eight. And I need four little ponytails of eight inches. So according to my wife, who, again, is an expert, said I got a long ways to go. And that's the last thing I want to hear. It is driving me nuts. I just went down to the store to get some drinks for the fam, drinks for us and stuff. We're running low on some drinks. It's a, Weather is not great here. Snowy and rainy and gross. But uh, I, I walked in. I didn't wear a hat. Usually, I wear a hat, and it just it, it, it's 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 to the point where it's driving me nuts. So, I thought it'd be a little longer. I think it's been almost a year since I've cut it. It's just so fucking. It's just it's like almost like it's growing the opposite way. It's just getting bigger and like wider and thicker. It's not getting longer. Um, but I'm gonna ride with it. I don't quit. I'm gonna hate it. Fucking hate it so much. I'm gonna look like an idiot a lot of the times, but. And I, I, I perf, uh, I've never had long hair. I don't like it. Um, a lot of people think my mom said this, uh, you know, she likes long hair. She's from the fucking, you know, she grew up in her, 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 her prime dating years with the fucking eighties. So she liked dudes with long hair. She's like, Oh, once you get long hair, you won't cut it. You'll like it. Eh, I don't think we got to worry there, mom, because, uh, your boy doesn't like it. Okay. So that's right there. That's off the top. I wanted to get that away. If you have long hair and you're a dude, I know a lot of guys just, at, that, at this point, if there's long enough, they can just throw it in a ponytail. I can't do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I fucking can't stand it. But, again, it's for a good cause. That's what it's for a good cause. Okay? I'm going to help some people. Okay? Just like I'm going to help you this month. 
with all these cards. We got a few cards. We're not going to get to that just yet, but I'm going to help. I'm going to help you win some money. I'm back. Okay. I had a rough January. Okay. To put it mildly, had a rough January, but we're back. Listen. Uh, so I tweeted out. So I've been talking about eBay on here, selling my shit on eBay. I got a lot of stuff people want because I'm a bougie bitch and I go out and get these fucking high end items that I don't need. And then after a few months or weeks or whatever, I've realized, yeah, I probably don't need that. And I sell it. I'm going to let you guys in a little secret. I'm going to let you know in, 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 in the world of Brian, I got guys at work wondering this and I've never really gone into detail. Um, you guys might be listening at home going, how's he afford all this shit? Like, what's he, what does he do? Okay. So here, 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 here's, here, here's the deal. First and foremost, we'll get to the eBay stuff. Okay. No, you know what? Here, here here's what it is. We'll get to the eBay stuff. <laughs> we'll get to the eBay stuff. So I bought a GoPro. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of go hand in hand. We'll, we'll, we'll tackle two birds of stone, two, one stone. Well, how the fuck does that go? So I bought a GoPro camera probably three weeks ago to a month ago. I needed a webcam. I was sick and tired of my laptop's webcam. The way I looked on camera, I want to do more video features. I want to look good. I've already addressed that I had a camera before, but I'm such a fucking jellyhead that just the idea of like setting everything up and worrying about the battery and the battery died on me several times. And it was just, it just, it frustrated me. It was too many setups. I need something easy. I need something convenient, right? So the webcam GoPro, I watched the video of this guy, highly recommended it, right? I had some extra scratch because I did well, I was doing really well in gambling at that point, took some took some money out of the gambling. To answer the question before, how do I afford most of this stuff? Gambling. A lot of a lot of this stuff comes from gambling, not all of it. Some of it comes from hard-earned fucking work. Others been gifts. And then I'll tell you the secret after this whole GoPro story. So got a GoPro, sold it on eBay, right? It's I sell I save every box I save every bag, I save every instruction. I bought the media mod for the GoPro, so basically I can plug more things in, which would be better for the the the, the webcam thing. It didn't really work all that well. It kept crashing, kept overheating. Um, if you watch some of the live streams over probably the past month and a half or so, you would see the at least two of them with Devin and, and Tim. The webcam crashed. I had to go to I had to switch cameras. That's infuriating to me. Like you guys, do you guys, I'm a crazy person. That stuff drives me nuts. I'm not going to put a GoPro on my helmet. I don't ski. Okay. I don't surf. Um, you know, I box in my garage when I feel like it, but I'm not an adventurous dude. Okay. I'm not hiking up mountains. I'm not hunting. I don't need a GoPro. I bought a GoPro because this guy on YouTube who I would like suggested that might be your best bang for your buck webcam wise, since webcams are hard to find. Long story short, the webcam that I have now, Logitech Brio 4K, amazing piece of software. I finally got my hands on it. It was sold out everywhere. I think it's still hard to get. Bought that. Awesome. You plug it in. It can produce 4K. You don't have to worry about the batteries running out. It's awesome. So I sold the GoPro. I put on eBay, which I've been fucking murdering on eBay, like close to two grand in fucking uh, total sales. I've sold boxing gloves. I sold old headphones, which... I put these old headphones up on Facebook six months ago. Not one offer. I put them on eBay. Six hours they sold full price. Whatever I asked for them. The guy didn't lowball me. I don't do any of the auction stuff. It's buy it now. I got, I'm shipping them out tomorrow. I got a bunch of stuff that people want. So this guy emails me about four times about this GoPro. Right? Sends me a message on eBay. 
And I complain about him on Twitter, so I'm referencing the Twitter thing. Um, ask him these questions. Is it original box? Original this? I said, yes. I said, let me break it down for you. I bought this, okay, from GoPro, and it was an open box. So the packaging wasn't, I mean, basically when I got this thing, the only thing it did, it, it just, it, the, the box was open. Everything was brand new. Everything was in baggies. You know what I mean? I bought the SD card and I bought the media mod. The media mod is like 80 bucks. I paid full price for uh, the, the media mod. I had an SD card. GoPros are $400. I, I was asking 450 for this thing, right? 450 Now, I got the GoPro at a good price. And I'll tell you how I did that in a second. So this guy asked a million questions. I sent, put a bunch of good pictures on eBay. I sent a million fucking photos to this guy on eBay. He's driving me nuts. He then finally offers, right? So this is before he even sent an offer. He finally offered 380. And I literally emailed him. I was like, dude, we're going back and forth messaging. You, you, you're going to go almost 100. I said, I'm pretty firm at 450 of full-fledged. This is a GoPro Hero 9 black, whatever. The brand fucking new one, right? I said, I'm pretty confident in the way I price this. This is priced pretty well. The GoPro's $400. The medium odds $80. And an SD, SD card with the value, with the, the amount of gigs on mine is like 30 bucks. So you're looking at over $500. I'm giving you a $50 discount and you want even a bigger discount. He goes, well, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I don't want to pay full price or whatever. I said, well, you're not paying full price. I just told you I'm giving you a $50 discount. So we go back and forth, right? And I'm not good at negotiations in person. Like if I go negotiate a car or I go negotiate, like there's a, there's a, a store up the street where there's like furniture and stuff. If I got to go haggle with the guy, I'm not really that good at it. But over email, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty good. So he finally decides, okay, he wants to feel like he gets a deal. We settled at 440. I gave him $10 off. I'm offering free shipping. So again, ship it all out. UPS, because I won't use anybody else. I don't trust postal. I don't trust anybody else. I'm paying for shipping. He lives in fucking North Carolina. Ship it down to him. He pays. The money gets put on hold and PayPal until he receives it. He receives it. Blows up on me. Where's the battery door? You said this was brand new. And I'm like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I literally had to copy the ad and said it's an open box. I told him I only used it as a webcam for maybe two weeks. And then I put it back in the box deciding if I'm going to sell it. A guy at work. What was going to buy for his kid? Maybe he decided not to. He thought I was overcharging him. He was wrong. He's a fucking idiot. He doesn't listen to this anyway, but if he does, you're a fucking idiot. Um, so, and I go, and I'm sorry about the battery door with the media mod. When you put, it's basically like a case you put over the GoPro. You don't need the battery door. You take the fucking battery door off. So I, 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 I didn't have it in there. It's something I forgot. That's the only thing I forgot. I said, I apologize. I'll, uh, I can drop it in the mail. I, I can mail it to you first class, whatever. It's right here. I want a full refund. This is ridiculous. I'm sending this to eBay. I'm sending this back right away. You said it was brand new. So then I started getting pissed with him. I was like, you know what? Because I had a few offers before him. This thing was, was getting some traction. I said, you know what? Send it back. I said, I'm not dealing with you. I said, I apologize. I made a mistake. I'm going to send it to you overnight. I'm going to pay for the shipping. The battery door is perfectly intact. You can still use the GoPro with the media mod without the battery door. Most people use it that way. That's what the fucking media mod's for. You get better. You get more ports. You get fucking better microphone. Yada, yada, yada. 
And I said, you know what? Just send it back. And I want everything back. I don't want a bag missing. I don't want a thing missing. You've been a pain in my ass. This is literally what I'm saying to him. So he emails me back like, oh, you betcha. I'm sending it back right now. I said, good. Okay. I'll I'll refund your money. However that works. I don't really know. I'll refund your money. Okay. No problem. Still in holding PayPal. I'm hot, right? Because I take really good care of my shit. I made a mistake. 100%. I should have fucking... Cross my T's and dot my I's and, and made sure that little batter door made it into that box. That was on me. It was when I took it off the GoPro, it was it, you know, whatever. I found it. It's fine. So then about a half hour later, I'm, I just got done telling my wife about this, about this guy, whatever. You know, this is like 400 bucks coming to us. And, you know, I had an event. So he emails me back. I was like, do you have it? Do you have the battery door? And I'm like, at first, I just I literally wanted to be like, go fuck yourself. Send it back. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. Send it back. Um, but I was like, all right, yeah, I do. And I sent a picture of it. It's in perfectly good condition. And I said, I took it off because when I got the GoPro, I got the media mod with it. Bada bing, bada boom. He's like, all right, I don't want to be a bad buyer. Do you mind dropping that in the mail for me? And I go, so you're keeping it? Like, what is happening? Are you Are you keeping it now? And he goes, yeah, I'll keep it. So then I, next day I dropped it in the mail and, and that was the end of it. But he was flip-flopping back and forth and it was just so obnoxious. And uh, yeah, it just, that was infuriating. But not as infuriating as some of these Facebook people. The Facebook marketplace, which I used to be king of. I thought that's what everyone bought now. I thought no one did eBay. eBay's having like a resurgence. There's, I mean, I, I'm getting so many more hits on eBay than, um, than fucking anything else. So. Back to the GoPro thing. People were wondering, how does this guy afford all this stuff, right? Is he, is he in massive amounts of debt? Is he just got a rich, you know, guy at work that I had a rich aunt? So here's what it is. I just said I'm a really good negotiator when it comes to um, email. I'm not good in person. You get me on the phone. I might be a little better, but in person, I'm, I'm definitely not going to fight for it, right? So what I do. Okay, and this is this is perfectly legal. This is this is a hustle. I have a podcast. I have a podcast that you know a couple hundred people listen to. Some some weeks a thousand. That's not crazy numbers. That's not nothing to write home about. But considering I do a horrible job of promoting myself and a horrible job of promoting this podcast, we have loyal listeners, right? And I email companies, and I and I love gear. I love products. I love. Cameras, audio equipment, computers, whatever. I'll email every company that I, I want to have. I don't need email everybody, but companies that I like, the, that I love, the, like companies I love, like Rode, Sure, um, there's Yellow Tech Minka, Mac, um, uh, what else we got here? Uh, you know, d- d- Sony, Sony headphones. I'll email certain companies that either sell these products or the pr- company itself. A lot of times you're going to strike out. You lead with, I have a podcast with a growing listening, uh, following, whatever, growing audience. I'm not looking for a handout. I'm looking for a discount. That's the line. That's what you say. I'm looking, I'm not looking for a handout. I'm looking for a discount. Can we do something together? I'll review your products, blah, 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 blah. It's worth a shot. Some companies have followed up with, well, let me see your, 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 your numbers, right? Because they're thinking I'm looking for a sponsorship where they want to pay me money. And I read their ad on, on, on the, on the thing, which I've only had maybe two or three sponsors that have done that. 
But I'm not really looking for that right now because I know I'm on the low end of that. That's not. I'm not looking to dilute the podcast with a bunch of ads. Like ads are great. Like that's how people make money. I get it. But right now, I don't think I'm in a position to be demanding anybody to give me money to listen to podcasts. I'm doing this because I love it. But they don't need to know that. So when the people ask for my numbers, I have the numbers. I give them to them. And and most of the time, they're not impressed. And they're like, fuck off. We're not going to give you anything. Sometimes they don't ask for numbers. And they said, yes, what what are you thinking? So I've had a company send me headphones. They gave me a handout when I was looking for a discount. I won't say the company's name because I didn't love the headphones. I sold them, made some money off that way. Okay. No shame in that. They didn't ask for me to return them. I sold them. GoPro played ball. They said, let's do a little bit of a discount. Okay. Do you, and the person I talked to was, was very forthcoming and very awesome. And, I legitimately thought that I was going to be spotted as a fraud r- right away because it's GoPro is a huge company, but, and I'm not like an action star. I'm not a, I'm not a guy that's going to be hitting the trails. I did mention that I box a little bit, maybe a little, I maybe mentioned I box a little more than uh, I really do because uh, I'm lazy right now. And uh, yeah, so I got a nice little discount. So when I sold it, I made a nice little profit. So I did pay for the medium mod full price, got that at Best Buy, but as far as the camera, you know, um, um, yeah, we, we did okay on that. Okay. So that's my secret is you basically email a company and you have no shame and you, you float the idea that you have a podcast, which I do. You don't talk about, cause I love every single person that listens to this. I think it's a big deal that when you listen to this, but I'm not Joe Rogan, I'm not a hundred million dollar man, you know? So I, uh, yeah. So a lot of companies that said no, and it, it has nothing to do with companies saying no. Sure. Said no. Road said no. Those are two of my favorite companies, in the entire world in the audio department. They're amazing. Um, and, and they said no, but they also, it was, it was kind of a loose thing and you know, it is what it is, but yeah. So sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. Um, so that's how that all came about. I made some money off it. So, uh, yeah. So I guess I don't feel so bad. Like that's why I was probably willing to, to have the guy return it because he's giving me such shit. But yeah, so that's that's my little secret. I just told you my little dark little secret, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I paid for it, so I'm, I can resell it. Um, it. There's no there's no different than that than someone calling up and, and complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining until someone gives them 20% off. There's no different than that. There's no difference. So yeah, so uh, that's what happens. I don't know why I feel so exposed right now, right? Like I've... Again, people at work have asked about it. I've kind of like been vague about it. And um, again, this is just one way I do it. And uh, I feel so exposed right now. Like, what is, I'm going to take a drink because I'm like, you know, I'm, a, I'm honest with you guys. I'm real with you guys. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm exposed. Like, I feel like I'm na- you guys are watching me naked or something. But if you guys were watching me naked, I don't think I feel that exposed. You guys would probably be just like, man, look at that fucking knee slapper that guy got um another thing on ebay (laughs) i'm sure you guys are so fucking tired of hearing about ebay we are going to talk a lot of mma xma xmma last night little regional scene in florida my boy chris curse thought fought we'll get to that um i got a lot to talk about okay i got a lot to talk about but this guy from hungary emailed me today this mic arm i have right now is a yellow tech minka it is beautiful it's made in germany i believe it's it's what Joe Rogan uses, it's an industry standard. It, it's incredible. I got it for a birthday gift. My parents got this for me for my birthday. Obviously, I picked it out because I have no idea what the fuck it is. 
Uh, took forever to get to me. Got sent to me. You had to solder everything. My wife soldered it for me because, you know, she's got those fine fucking like steady hands and shit. Anyway, um, I put it up because I had another boom arm that I was testing out. Right. And uh, I'm like, you know what? This thing is fucking expensive. Maybe I can get a little scratch for it. Right. Because I want to I want to add a couple more things to the office. I'm like, this is one of those things. Again, it's like, listen, I don't need this fucking bougie thing i can get away with the cheaper version right so i put it up i've, I've got some nibbles some low balls this guy from hungary and you know hungarian guy i respect him right he goes hey uh i'm really interested in your product how much to ship to hungary because i offer free shipping but i don't offer free international shipping so i looked it up again only ship ups this thing is you know what 50 inches long not very heavy, but it comes in a big box. I typed into the mentions, went to UPS's ca- uh, shipping calculator to, to Budapest, Hungary. I guess that's where he's from. I have no idea. And uh, it was like, there's three options. It was like $500, $400, and like $357. So I sent him those options. I sent him the lowball option. I said, it's $357 to ship. He goes, okay, well, and I told him in the email, my price is pretty firm because I actually meant to take it down. I don't want to sell it anymore because I returned the other boom arm I had because I didn't like it. Anyway, I said, he said, oh, well, um, and it's, it's pretty good English, but not the best English. She's like, um, well, if you come down in price, I can come down. If you come down in price and go half on shipping with me, we can make a deal. And I'm like, Hey, asshole, if I go half on shipping with you and then come down in price, I'm breaking even. I'm not making any money. Like, what the fuck? And I just, I just, I wanted to say that to him so bad. I didn't. I literally just said, hey, sorry, not for sale anymore. And I, I took it off eBay. So uh, that's enough for the eBays. Okay. That's enough for the eBays. I, I feel exposed telling you about my, my emailing of these companies, you know, that's the small little hustle I got, uh, you know, that I'm doing. And again, you, you have in this game. Um, you have to be okay with failure. You just have to be. You have to be okay with uh, with people laughing at you or not responding to you. Listen, I DM'd, when I first started this podcast, I DM'd so many fighters and none of them responded to me. And it, when you don't get response from a fighter when you're trying to interview them or it's a fighter you really like and you think, oh, if I interview them, then I'm going to get more views, I'm going to get listens, I'm going to get followers. You want to grow, 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 grow. And when they ignore you, you're like, oh, I failed. Like you feel like a failure a little bit, and that's uh, that's not good. And 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 unfortunate or fortunately for me, I don't ever feel like that. I did in the beginning. I stopped emailing fighters because I feel like since I'm a gambler and I talk a lot of shit about fighters, I think it'd be a little hypocritical if I like, you know, if I had Jimmy Crude on and I've I've been talking shit about Jimmy Crude for fucking months. You know what I mean? Like I I can't do that. I can't be two faced. Because if he comes on, then I'm gonna have to say something to him. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. Drop my marker. I like fiddling with stuff. I bought a uh, uh, what fucking uh, Rubik's cube. I was I was convinced that I need to solve one. Tried for about an hour yesterday. I mean, I just I messed it up even more. I have no idea how that works. So I'm gonna get back at it. I'm gonna solve it. I'm not gonna give up. But XMMA last night, good regional show. Main event: James Vick versus uh, Andre Filo or whatever. Chris Curtis knocked out Filo. Chris Curtis came in the ring. They they challenged each other for the 170-pound belt if XMMA decides to have a belt. Chris fought Kyle Stewart, former UFC vet, at 185 pounds. If you guys know, Chris Curtis is dear friend of mine, former training partner, saved my life when I had my seizure, him and Dom Steele. Um, we've kept in contact since he moved to Vegas, and um, 
Yeah, he's a good friend of mine, good buddy of mine, uh, great guy, great fighter. Has had some uh, some rough breaks, I think, in his life. I, I still think he needs to. Well, not in his life, in his fighting career. I still think to this day he should have been signed from the contender series after that that sick knockout. Um, ha- didn't have a great run in the PFL. Got knocked out by Ray Cooper. Fought that Russian twice and, and lost both times. You know, beat Philo or the guy main event who knocked out Vic. Beat knocked out Philo in PFL, but didn't have the best run. Right, Ray Cooper was the first time I've ever seen. Well, first time Chris ever got knocked out. He got put to sleep, and they fought Kyle Stewart, UFC vet. Uh, didn't win a fight in the UFC, I don't think, but never got. Uh, he's never been TKO'd or finished in his MMA career. Chris finished him in the third, third round. Good fight. Listen, Chris looked a little, um, little keyed up right a little keyed up in the first round he was crashing in on his punches a little bit um i I like to see him kick more he doesn't kick as much as i like him to but he's a good boxer um he he took he went for a takedown or stewart and then they they engaged in the the grappling for a little bit chris said in his his pre-fight uh little interview there that he was working on his wrestling that's all he's done john wood the coach of syndicate mma sat his ass down and said listen your biggest thing is wrestling because he's been out wrestled in the past and we got to get that better. Looked really good. Didn't get taken down once again. Stewart, who was clinching, was grappling, was trying to make an ugly fight. Uh, slowed down tremendously. Chris lost the first round. Very close, but it was probably lost the first round. Second round, Chris put more pressure on him. And uh, Kyle was gassed in that third round body shots. And then Chris was really measured um, with his punches then. And, 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 he's, and he's a tricky southpaw. He's got a good one, too. Good left straight. And, uh, yeah, folded Kyle Stewart. First time Kyle Stewart's ever been uh, finished uh, by T. He's been submitted before, but never by TKO KO. Listen, I know he's on a world beater. Uh, he made it to the UFC. He's a tough, durable dude. This was up in a weight division. Chris is a 170. This was at 185. Um, I think that should say something. I know Chris is 23 and 8. Those eight losses probably look pretty ugly to people. He's 33 years old. That might look a little ugly to people. Give him a shot on the contenders again. Have him a quick call up. You know, he moved to Vegas because that that's what he thought the deal was. Now that COVID's here and all these fights are falling out, you're training at a camp where John Wood is literally probably in the corner at almost every event lately. He's got a ton of fighters coming out of Vegas, right? Roxy, Joanne Calderwood. He's got his, you know, I believe that's his wife, fiance, and then several other fighters. Polana Serrano, uh, Soriano is a guy Chris called out. They, they've been working together. This is what I want to see, you know, and I thought he looked good, right? I thought he looked a little teed up in that first round. He blew out the lungs. He looked a little tired of me. I've never seen Chris gas ever. He looked a little tired out that first round because of the wrestling and the grappling. And then I think it was just kind of a blowout thing. Got his blood going. And then, I mean, he was doing one arm pushups at the beginning of the third round. It was insane. The big story was Sean Strickland in the corner. Sean Strickland, Dude's a madman. I don't follow him on social media. Uh, Devin says he's a wild man. Uh, him yelling out that stuff in the corner was really funny with no crowd. You can hear what he was saying. Uh, the announcers were talking about, you know, maybe that's swaying the judges or whatever. Speaking of the announcers, Chris Lotto I like. I don't think he's the best and the most natural on the mic, but I think the guy has earned it. Give the guy a job. Let him make some scratch, right? Uh, Chris Lotto seems like a great guy. He's a great fighter, a uh, warrior. Eric Apple who was the commentator with um, Chris Lido. God damn. I didn't know who it was when I first watched it. First and foremost, before I bash Eric Apple, XMMA, awesome production for being a regional show. Amazing. This was the relaunch. Production was flawless. I love the pacing. I love you don't cut, like, you don't cut away to bullshit like Bellator does. I know Bellator's got to pay the bills and they got to get 
all these people they hire on camera and they, they're with a bigger network. This is a free streaming on XMA, XMMA website. They free streamed it. Some quality fights, a lot of UFC vets. Some of these fights, Kyle Bogniak's fight was awesome. I thought Chris's fight was entertaining. The main event was entertaining. Francisco Rivera came back and destroyed a lot of good talent, a lot of guys we know. Production was great. I love the little pre-fight interviews, and I love the pacing. Uh, all around great stuff. Very, very blown away by a regional show like that. It was, it, was, it was really good. Eric Apple. Now, if you don't know, I've been around MMA for a very, very long time. I'm an old guy, okay? 2003, 2004 uh, is when I really started getting into it. Um, this guy was the underground. MMA.tv is what it used to be. MixedMartialist.com, I believe what it is now. The UG, the underground. It was a forum where pro fighters went. Sean McCorkle, Sam Hoger, Eric Apple was a big poster there. This guy, former fighter, you know, he was in the movie Warrior. He was the guy that uh, Tom Hardy knocked out in the gym that ever, you know, he was like the next coming thing and Tom Hardy knocked him out. He's an actor. He's been in other things as well. He's gotten a lot of stuff handed to him. He's a Orange County fuck, you know, lives in LA or Orange County. I don't know, California, whatever. Um, he was terrible absolutely awful this guy used to post in the underground how he had sex tapes with gina carano how he banged jenna jameson when she was with tito and that's why tito flipped out this guy always had a fucking story on the underground and these guys in the underground ate it up they loved this guy i was pessimistic i'm like this guy kind of sucks i would look up uh like google images of him right and he's just he's wearing affliction and yeah he's with some hot chick but it's like this guy sucks. He's even worse on the commentary. I don't know how he got the gig. Maybe he is an investor in XMMA. Maybe his buddy runs it. I don't know how he got the gig, but he is awful. Um, I, you know, there's not many great MMA commentators out there, if I'm being quite honest with you, but he's maybe the worst. I, I'd much rather listen to Goldberg than him, and that's a fact. Hang on a second. Another thing about this fucking hair, dude, it just, it just hurt my ears on these headphones. Goddamn hair. So, yeah, Eric Apple is absolutely terrible, but shout out Chris Curtis, the action man, the king of combat. He's got two nicknames now. Um, awesome performance. You know, he needed a finish there. He couldn't He couldn't have slopped away with a decision victory there. He if That third round, he went for it, and, you know, body shot. Perfect place to body shot and then went up stop. I think the body shot is really what put – um, Stewart down. It was it was what knocked out Field when they fought. I love them to fight in XMMA. Uh, Field was a guy that fought in Bellator, that fought in PFL, never made it to the UFC. He wants to get to the UFC, and, and I know Chris does as well. Um, I think Chris deserves it at this point in his career. Twenty three and eight, and maybe one. He's had thirty three fights or something like that, um, plus a shit ton of amateur fights. I mean, this guy, you know. Change his whole life up, right? Move to Vegas. He's he's making, you know, early in his career, maybe you could have said he wasn't making the sacrifices because he's staying in Cincinnati, and and, and I love Cincinnati. But they, we don't, you know, besides Rich Franklin, we're not producing super. And Midwest doesn't really have these high, high-level MMA gyms. You got to go out west. You got to go to Florida. Um, if you're lucky, you could maybe go up to New York and Boston. But, um, yeah, Cincinnati, we, we haven't clicked yet. We've, we've produced good fighters. Rich Franklin stayed here for most of his career. Um, and then, you know, we got a couple, a couple other guys that made it, but lately Cincinnati, we're not a hotbed for it. Right. So Chris got out, which was smart. Um, I want to see him get a shot. I really, really, really do. Um, I love the guy again. He saved my life and, uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And like, 
I'm not gonna sit here and say he's gonna win the title. You know, he's gonna go to the UFC and win the title, but he's gonna go to the UFC and he's gonna he's gonna put on exciting fights. He's got great boxing, right? Uh, again, I want to work on his kicks. I want to see more kicks of him because he used to kick like crazy. He had a hook kick knockout on the Contender Series. It's in him. It, it, it's it's there. Um, I think he didn't kick for a while because he was worried about getting taken down. I think if he shored up his wrestling, that that shouldn't be an issue. But yes, him getting the UFC is, is something I want to see before it's all said and done for him. Um, because I think he earned it. I think he deserves it. He works his fucking tail off. And uh, again, I think he's an exciting fighter. All right. Um, let's do, I got so many things written down here. Um, okay. So Sean O'Malley, I tweeted this out. I'm going to go kind of go over the, what I tweeted out. Sean O'Malley uh, was on a podcast with Casey Kenny. Casey Kenny, this was the big Twitter, MMA Twitter thing a couple days ago. Sean O'Malley holding his newborn baby. Uh, she's probably a couple weeks old, month old, whatever. And he's contemplating doing heroin. He said, I want to do heroin. And he goes, I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm not going to let it ruin my life. I have self-control. And his coach chimed in like, yeah, you could just do it once and quit. As a guy that I've never done drugs in my life. I really never have. I smoked weed in high school. Didn't really like it. Um, I come from a long line of addicts on my dad's side. My father died from drug overdose. Both my sisters have really bad dependency problems. I've never touched stuff because of that reason that, and you know, I, I, I was afraid I like it. Right. So when all my friends, when I was like in my early twenties, start doing Coke, no, thanks. I'm out. Um, but I just kind of an ignorant thing to say, and I'm an O'Malley guy. I just think that's kind of ignorant. Like, Oh, you, you're the one that's going to break the code. Right. There's not many people out there who are recreational heroin users. Some drug addicts that I know have told me they don't like heroin. They prefer uppers. I don't like downers, right? I've heard that. But so if Sean O'Malley does heroin, it's not like if he loves it, he's just going to be able to stop. There's no fucking way. This guy smokes weed. He can't stop smoking weed. What makes him think he's going to stop on heroin? Kind of an interesting thing to say. I think it was a little insensitive. And I don't really have like super, super. I'm not one of those people that's like addiction is a disease just like cancer. You're never going to hear me fucking say that because that's just to me, that's blatantly wrong i think addiction is is a terrible disease I, I truly think it is but majority of the time people are choosing to do that no one really chooses to have cancer like you're gonna sit there and tell me a kid with cancer who doesn't even know what cancer is is the same as someone who knows not to stick a needle in her arm and they still do right you know what i mean i can't they're not even on the same fucking plane i know that might be controversial i come again come from a long line of addictions it's in my family but you know, I don't have super sympathy for them, but what O'Malley said, what I thought was idiotic. That was what I took away. What the MMA Twitter took away was when Tim Welch, his coach, asked Casey Kenny if he would fuck Megan Anderson, who I believe is the main event on the, he's fighting Dom Cruz on the same card as her and Amanda. Casey said no, but he said it like, ah, yeah, I don't know. You know, he didn't like Basher, you know, because she's very tall and, you know, I I don't think she's ugly myself, but you know, some people can maybe make fun of her, um, just being a, a bigger female. Um, just I mean, she's just tall. She's tall tattoos. I think she looks like Tim Kennedy in the face, but I don't think she's ugly. He said no. Megan Anderson tweeted it out. Another uh, female that um, what's her? I don't know what her handle was. Actually, no, I think she's I think she catfishes people. I think she poses to be a girl, but I really think it's a guy. So she gets more followers. I know that's crazy, but these MMA guys, these little accounts, are fucking horny. Um, she tweeted out as well, kind of got some traction. All these fucking white knights came in, all these guys 
Oh, that's so inappropriate. Shut the fuck up. Listen, I think it was semi-unprofessional. To an extent, you're, this is your coworker. She's fighting in the main event. You're on her undercard. She's a professional fighter just like you're a professional fighter. So in an, to an extent, yes, it was a little fucked up for him to say that because this is your peer, right? But cancel culture cannot change the fact that that's just what dudes do. I'm sorry. I hate to fucking break it to you. I feel like I'm a pretty good guy. I'm happily married. I got two beautiful daughters. My wife and I talk about, would you bang so-and-so? She'll ask me, would you bang her? Whoever's on TV. I ask her, would you fuck him? Guys do that, right? Women do it as well. Sorry to break it to you. Women contemplate and they judge. I was on TikTok. I downloaded TikTok two weeks ago. Not for me. These little fucking tweeners on there. But every single one of these fucking girls that I saw would rape Harry Styles. They were clearly objectifying him. And I know in this world, you can't compare women objectifying to men objectifying because men have a history of being absolutely terrible. I understand that. But if cancel culture wants to come after dudes sitting there saying, would you have sex with so-and-so? It's just not going to happen. Now, yeah, it was recorded. It was on a podcast. So, yeah, I get it to an extent, right? But I don't think Casey Kennedy really said anything bad. I just think he said no, but he didn't, like, bash the girl. He didn't, like, take, he didn't, like, just destroy her looks or really, like, kind of, you know, really go after her. He was just like, nah, man, I don't really know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I would, to answer the question, a thousand percent. But listen, Megan Anderson, if you go to her Instagram, a lot of it before, I don't know what it is now, but a lot of it before was a lot of lingerie shots. I believe there's even one picture that got spread around Reddit where her nipple was very visible. She's showing her ass a lot. She is, you know, I believe heterosexual. So she likes the attention to some, and she should like the attention. I'm all for women. If you got it flaunting, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm not going to be a creep about it. I'm not going to comment these terrible things that these men do because I have self-control and I'm not a fucking bozo, but women should be, be proud of their bodies and should show it off. I have no problem with that, but you also got to know that there are guys are out there that are horny and shit and that have high testosterone testosterone. And they're like, damn, I like that. And instead of keeping it themselves, they go, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. And that's as old as time. You know what I mean? If you're a woman and you post ass shots, fantastic. No judgment from this guy, but do not get upset when guys comment about how nice your ass is. That that you can't have it both ways. Just like if I posted a picture of myself shirtless and I said, check me out, thinking I'm hot shit, and someone comes over there and fat chains me. And I get all upset. I shouldn't have posted that picture if I didn't want honest criticism. So I think the the Casey Kenny thing was a little overblown. I'm actually more, I don't get offended, but I was more like jarred by O'Malley wanting to do heroin. I think that was a fucking idiotic comment. That was to me 
what I took away from that. Casey Kenny saying he wouldn't be bang Megan Anderson. Well, listen, Casey Kenny's a little ugly troll looking dude, so I'm surprised he said no anyway. <clears throat> Not saying Megan Anderson's just fucking 10, but listen, what would you say no for? She probably dominate him. <clears throat> but I won't talk about that. I tweeted about that. <clears throat> that was one that MMA Twitter was divided a little bit, but then you got these white knights coming in and, you know, like, you know, it's like you're you're probably those fucking guys that sit down with a girl. Here, here's what it is with these white knights. Either it's one or two things, right? Either they're the biggest creeps of them all, which is probably what it is. <clears throat> is they're the ones that have like an OnlyFans like or a subscription to OnlyFans like in a secret code name and they look up hentai porn but they're so judgmental to people who are outwardly you know expressing themselves or they really are who they are and they ask the girl if I can kiss you if they can hold your hand like okay I know we're in a me too culture and, and you got to respect women but sometimes a woman wants a man to be a man and you sitting there asking maybe I shouldn't be talking about this I'm just digging myself in a hole right here I'm just saying, I'm going to I'm gonna drop it. Anyway, I got a gambling book. My wife uh, got me this sweet gambling book, Moneyline. If you type Moneyline gambling notebook on Amazon, it comes up. It's this thing that fits in your pocket. I was carrying this giant folder to write all my bets down in. I love to handwrite all my bets. I follow it on my phone sometimes. Sometimes FanDuel doesn't work at my house, so I, I, I write everything down. And this is a really fucking cool book. They also make this Moneyline company. They also make a little, uh, same book, same size. It's an MMA scorecard. Only for MMA. It's literally MMA scorecard. It's literally a page of 10-9, 10-9 for three rounds. Um, that's pretty dope, too, for people. Like, if you're just, like, I know people that like to keep track of, uh, they keep score at a baseball game themselves, right? Right. They keep track of the errors and stuff. They, they, you know, old school guys like doing that. You know, there might be an old school guy that likes doing that. I think that's pretty cool. Um, last thing before we get to all the previews for the fight, we're going, we're going long here. This guy feel like missing talk to you. I, I'm, I've also kind of redid my office a little bit last night when I was watching the fights, I cable management, everything. I stuck things. And I mean, the, the cables in here are fucking perfect. Took the TV down. We're going to move the TV out. I got a second monitor, uh, which is fucking dope. Um, and then I got the only thing left. I got to put a couple more posters on the wall and to the left of me, but the only thing left is my sound pads that, that got pushed, which I've talked to you guys about that are apparently getting shipped out February 9th. They're going to go right behind my monitor here and they're going to look fucking good. And then I'm going to start doing videos and shit and posting stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking gorgeous in here. This is probably my favorite room in the house. No joke. Anyway, on vacation this week from work. Um, usually I, I'll, I'll try to work a couple days or I say I'll work a couple days. I'll work one and be like, fuck that. Most of the time though, over the past year and a half, I feel like things have gone wrong on my vacation. Two years ago, I got pneumonia or almost three years ago. Now I got pneumonia. Then the other time I, I had like a freak anxiety, uh, attack thing. And I had to like, go see like a psychiatrist. Like that, that happened on my vacation. Another time my wife got really sick. Another time she got a gallbladder removed. Another time, like, you know, it's just, just things were adding up, like, on my vacation. Was, it was At one point, I'm like, should I even take a vacation? This vacation had nothing planned, right? It was just me hanging at home. I originally thought maybe I'd work a couple days, but I really fucking enjoyed myself. And I didn't think about the curse until, like, Thursday. And I told my wife that. My wife was like, yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Usually your vacations don't, something happens on them where it doesn't add up or something happens bad or whatever, and, and, and you, uh, but this one was really great. I had a fucking great time. I've been watching fights. I've been watching so many fights, not just because 
I watch fights all the time to like study fighters and stuff, but I've been watching fights just to like to enjoy them, right? I'm enjoying my family. I'm enjoying doing this. I've been itching to get on the doing the podcast. That's why I'm going to run so long here. Like I was thinking about, um, like I was like, what what could I? I I'm I want to put out a podcast every day this week. Like maybe watch a fight and and, and talk about it. Why I watch? Why podcast? Why I watch it? I've done that before in the past. Not a lot of people seem to like it all that much, but like that's what I was like. I was like, I just I'm just eager to do it. Um, so I'm glad I'm sitting here talking to you, but yeah, vacation was fucking awesome. Much needed going back to work tomorrow. Today is Sunday. Um, yeah. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's get into the February cards here, right? I'm just going to kind of go over all the cards in February, see where I lean, see what I like. So the first cards this weekend, I'm going to do a full pick them on all these cards. So don't worry. This isn't nothing's official here. These aren't my official picks, but I do want to kind of, kind of. Go over some of these uh, fights that I think are going to be good. So Alistair Overeem versus Alexander Volkov. That's the main event for this weekend. Um, great fight. Uh, it's it, it's a really good fight. Um, I don't know how to handicap this. I like the Ream. I like that he what he's doing. He's doing on um kind of like a final run thing. I feel like he's had a hot hand. He's definitely fighting smarter. He's definitely fighting better. His cardio's tremendous now. He's finished his last two guys on the ground. His last loss was to Jason Rosenstrike by knockout in the fifth round, a fight that I thought he was winning. Um, he slowed down a little bit. Colorado has really changed this guy. Alexander Volkov looked pretty good again in his loss to Curtis Blades, and he came out and knocked out uh, Walt Harris. Before that, he decisioned Greg Hardy and then got knocked out by Derek Lewis. Not the most active guy in the world. I feel like his competition is, is I mean, obviously they both have a common opponent, Walt Harris, where they both finish. But I, I'm leaning Reem here. Um, Alexander Volkov is really tall. He could give Reem some problems. I think Reem could kick up those legs a little bit. Alexander Volkov looked really good with that front kick to the body against Walt Harris. Don't really see that being a big issue with Overeem. Overeem moves really well. If he gets to the floor, Alexander Volkov has showed against the Curtis Blades that when he gets to the floor, he can work to his feet pretty well. His takedown offense isn't world-class, but Overeem usually goes for takedowns like body locks and, and throws you down with his strength. His ground and pound is absolutely brutal. Um, I, I'm really interested in this fight. I, I see Alistair winning the early rounds, and then if his cardio hangs up, I think he could he could win this fight. It's, it, it's an interesting fight for the heavyweight division. I'm not, I've never been a huge demolition guy. I've never been a Ream guy. Never really followed him um, like that, but I kind of rooting for him now. I kind of wanted him to get, you know, I don't think he'll win the title, but I do want to see him get back there. I mean, he's 47, 18. The guy's had a fucking amazing career. He's been knocked out like 15 times. Maybe those 18 losses are all by knockout. I don't know, but he still seems kind of with it. I mean, this guy's CT is going to be, I know it's not, we shouldn't joke about it, but I mean, I don't know, unless he's just a rare fucking breed, but man, he's got a lot of knockouts on his record. But I would like to see an old vet like that go out with a title shot. It'd be crazy if he won it. I don't think he will, but you know, it is what it is. Corey Sanhagen versus Frankie Yeager, co-main event. Corey Sanhagen, former one of my guys, the only guy I've ever taken on my list. And and I was premature. I I I was premature with it. I don't love his personality. I love his fighting skills. I think he's very, very talented. I think this is going to be a tough fight. I think Frankie looked pretty good in the Munoz fight. Frankie's wrestling really hasn't been there lately. Um, he's tried with Pedro, and he, he got Pedro down a few times. But Pedro threatened the guillotine and got back up. Corey, um, I think, has shown that he has 
a little bit of issues stopping the takedown. Aljamain Sterling took him down and buzzsawed through his guard and choked him out pretty quick. I don't see Frankie choking him out, but Frankie is heavy on top. Frankie, I think, needs to go for takedowns in this fight. I think Corey Sanhagen. Um, yeah, I wish it was five rounds, though, because I think they're both cardio machines. And this would be an interesting fight. Obviously, Sanhagen's favorite here. Uh, I think I'm lean in Sanhagen, but I don't like, I, I mean, I don't dislike Frankie as a dog, though. I'm looking forward to breaking that fight down more. Marion Renault versus uh, Macy Shazan. Shazan is, is is a girl we can't, I think I've already went over this card, didn't I? Damn it, I think I did. All right. Daryl Ferrer versus Benil Darius. Amazing fight. Alexander Pantoja versus Manel Cape. Awesome fight. I love this. Manel Cape was the guy. Um, I didn't know much about him until I went back and researched him. He was the guy that had that little beef with Ian McCollum and Risen. Great fighter. Cocky. I love his swag about him. Corey Stamen versus Andre Yule. Molly McCann versus Lori Popeco. Mark Rodriguez, Daniel Marquez, Michael Johnson, Clay Guida, Odie Osborne versus Denise Bonin, which I don't know if that fight's happening anymore. I think it maybe it's a catchweight at 140. Someone said that fight might not be happening. Zulaw stepped up and was fighting Zulu Chu. Martin Day stepped up, fighting Tamir Valley. Carl Rosa versus Shawson Edwards. She's stepping up fighting Edwards because uh, Matanya pulled out, which is what I told you last podcast. So we have done that fight. Let's go to the next one. LFA's got some cards too. LFA is a is a nice little company in the uh, you know they're they're kind of a feeder system to the UFC at at some stage. All right, come in event or excuse me, come in event. Jesus, pay per view event. Kind of weak, guys. Carmar Usman, my guy. He's one of my guys. He's fighting Gilbert Burns. Probably one of the best matchups at 170 we've had in a long time. I love this matchup a lot. I think it's gonna it's gonna be telling because Gilbert Burns is lights out on the ground. His stand-ups come a long way. Kamar Usman's stand-up is, I think, probably on the barely over average, right? I think he's proved a lot. And and, and you know, he stood up with George Ma, uh, Jorge Masvidal and didn't really get pieced up. I know George took that on like a day's notice. Stood up with Corey, uh, Kobe, Corey Covington. Colby Covington got hit a lot, but also finished him on the feet. I like to see Kamara mix it up here on Gilbert. Obviously, I'm leaning Kamara, um, but it's a fantastic fight. Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso. Macy Barber back after getting embarrassed. Tough fight with Grasso. Grasso's a stud. Interesting that fight. Kelvin Gaston versus Ian Heinish. I don't like this matchmaking. I feel like Kelvin's taking a huge step back. I know he's lost like 10 in a row or whatever it is. Um, Ian Heinish is, is a guy that uh, I don't love. I think Kelvin Gaston could be one of the most talented guys in the UFC. I, I would like to see him maybe... You know, I like him at 85, but I just, for some reason, I really think if he really committed and cut down to 170, I think he could be a bigger issue. But again, I don't hate him at 85. Uh, Pedro Munoz was Jimmy Rivera. I like that fight. I like that fight. I like Pedro Munoz as a guy that five losses has fought some of the top guys in that division. Speed Cody Garbrandt has a loss to Aljamain Sterling. Close fight. Lost to Pedro, or Frankie Munoz. Or Frankie Munoz. God damn. Frankie Munoz is the fucking guy. Malcolm in the middle. What the hell? Uh huh. Pedro Munoz, though, has only lost to some of the top guys. I see him beating Jimmy Rivera everywhere here. Jimmy Rivera is a guy I'm just not impressed with. Um, he's a point fighter, and and you know he's got some decent wrestling. I, I don't think he wants to wrestle Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz has underrated boxing, good chin, good power as well. Um, I see him see him beating uh, Jimmy Rivera. I think he can probably get a submission win, maybe a finish win there. I'll have to look at the prop when uh, when it's time. This fight card is on the 13th. But I like that fight. I like that fight as a matchmaking standpoint. Um, Pauline Viana versus uh, Mallory Martin. Who cares? Gabe Green versus Phil Rowe. Finally, Phil Rowe's a guy that I've had circled for a while. I want to see this guy fight for a little bit. Contender series guy. I've heard a lot about him. Trains out in Florida. I follow him on social media. Seems like a cool dude. Got a lot of skills. Big for welterweight. Gabe Green. Solid welterweight. 
fucking stonehead. Um, this will be interesting. Phil Rose pulled out a lot of fights, a lot of injuries. Need to see him make it. I need him, need him to make it to the fight here. Julian Marquez versus Maki Potolo. I love this fight. Marquez, just a fucking legend of the game. Um, not really, but he's like literally the first contender series that like winner that like was supposed to be the star and just just never fought like right knocked out phil hawes and just never fought uh as ufc i think he's one and two or two and one in the ufc he's coming off a decision loss to to chikio maki patolo though it's had a little bit of a rough run here i see this fight being a stang him and stand him stang him and bang him uh i like that fight a lot as well it's a good prelim fight rodolfo vieira versus anthony hernandez rivera by death jillian robertson versus marina maverick maverick by death Miranda Maverick. John Annex was talking about uh talking up Miranda Maverick a lot. VA, shout out Timmy. Tim, Timbo, VA, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, she looked really good in her debut against Jojua. I know it was only one little fight. You can't, you know, base all this off of, but apparently she's a workhorse. Jillian Robertson, good test like that fight. Ricky Simone versus Brian Kellenher. That should be on the main card. That should not be the first fight. I'm assuming they will change his bout order around, but that is a really good fight too. That's a fight that's long being in the making. But Gilbert Burns versus Usman is the, is, is the reason you would buy that pay-per-view. I buy all pay-per-views. I might actually go to B-Dubs for that one. You know, I haven't been to B-Dubs in a while. Go out, socialize. Di- you know, social distance, socialize. Um, that, that seems like a B-Dub card, but I love that main event. Gilbert Burns is a guy I've criminally underrated. Kamar Usman is a guy that I've been on since the Ultimate Fighter when he won it. That's those, those are two guys trained together, sparred over 200 rounds. There's a lot of stories in there. These are one of those stories where it doesn't need to have bad blood because they have the training aspect, like kind of what John Jones Rashad could have done before it turned ugly. Um, I like it. I like this fight a lot. I know Kamar went out and, and, and left because I think Gilbert... I think Henry Hoof said he wasn't going to coach either guy, but I think Kamaro was on his way out anyway. He went out to Trevor Whitman. Um, either way, it's going to be an absolute fucking banger of a fight. All right, next fight night, February 20th. Blades versus Lewis. I hate this fight. Let me fix my hair again. I'm like a fucking chick at this point, guys. I'm literally stopping the podcast to brush my hair back. Taking my headphones off. And brushing my hair back. I've become a chick. Um, Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis. Again, don't love this fight. Um, Matchmaking-wise, I think Curtis Blades is absolutely bustles Derek Lewis. I think he's going to have a huge number next to his name. I'm not looking forward to betting that fight, but i probably going to have to. I mean, yeah, Derek Lewis could catch Blades, but I think Blades is too athletic, too smart, too quick, too whatever. Take him down. Caitlin Vieira versus Yana Kutsukaya. Like that fight. That's a talented fight at 135. Fiera 11 and 1. Kutsukaya 13 and 5. But on a nice little roll here, I believe she is dating uh, Tiago Santos. Big Tiago Santos. Uh, Alexio Leonard versus Chris Dawkins. Love this fight. Dawkins just knocking everybody out. Young kid from Philly, 10 and 3, fighting. Alexio Olenek, who's 59-14-1, which is just absolutely insane. Alexio Olenek has more losses than Dawkins has fights, which is hilarious to me. Uh, Dawkins on a nice little roll. I haven't been super impressed with him. He's tough. He's durable. He's got good power. He could actually absolutely catch Olenek. Olenek is looking in pretty good shape lately. I see him getting a fight to the ground, and, and we'll see what Dawkins has. Andre Lossky versus Tam Aspinall. Aspinall's light and heavyweight division on fire. Great boxing. Trains out of Liverpool. 
has two first round finishes over okay guys. Uh, Andre Olaski is rejuvenated, um, came back and beat, t- or not came back, but looked really good against Tanner Bozier, a guy everyone was on, including myself, and uh, just outpointed him. It was a close fight, but he outpointed him. And, and Tom Aspinall is this young kid coming up, knocking everybody out. And Andre Olaski's like, give me him. I don't give shit. You know what I mean? This guy didn't fucking care. He's nails. He's fucking nails. He didn't give a shit. Uh, Jared Gordon versus Danny Chavez. I've been wanting to see more Danny Chavez. I think this is a good matchup. Jared Gordon, grindy dude. Um, yeah, I think they've trained together. Danny Chavez, uh, Jared Gordon trains in Florida now. Chavez, is he MMA Masters? Yeah, they probably haven't trained together then. But he looked really impressive in his debut against TJ Brown. He just looked strong. He looked durable. He hurt Brown a million times. His takedown offense looked great. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that fight. Shannon Dobson versus Casey O'Neill. Gives a shit. Shannon Dobson's four and four. Guys, I mean, it's not sexist. It's not sexist that I don't care about that fight. She's four and four. Okay. Casey O'Neill from Scotland. I believe she was the. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I'm wrong. I thought she was a contender series girl, not making a UFC debut. Undefeated. Uh, looks like she has a belt out, outside of a. Yeah, she's fighting out of Australia. Okay, she's born in Scotland, fighting out of Australia. Okay, don't confuse me with these fucking flags. Eddie Wyland versus John Casareta. Love that fight. Casareta, I think, looked pretty good in his debut. Took it on short notice against Nathana Wood. Lost, but showed some heart, showed some toughness. Um, he fought in that Combatis uh, down in Mexico, which is producing great fighters. He's durable. Eddie Wyland, the old vet, 24 and 14. That's going to be a stang him and bang him. Uh, Jakar Close versus Jay Herbert. I like that fight. Ja Herbert, whatever. I feel like he got kind of screwed a little bit in his last fight because he was knocked out viciously, um, even though he was winning the fight, right? Yeah, Francisco Ronaldo just caught him with the left, and that old fucking dude, you, you can't sleep on him. Can't do it. And Jakar Close is a guy who can hit, but has been on the receiving end of one of the most brutal knockouts we've seen by uh, Benny Dariush. Chas Kelly versus Jamel Emmers. I could take it or leave it. Really, both guys never really jumped off the page with me. Chas Kelly, good submissions, gets hurt a lot, doesn't fight super active. Jamel Emmers fought a lot of good people, has some decent wins. 18 and 5, you know, is what it is. Derek Minor versus Charles Rosa. Charles Rosa called um, Kyle Balkniak's fight last night on XMA. Great fight, by the way. Rosa got embarrassed by Bryce Mitchell, and now he's he's doing sound bites where he said, if Derek Minor takes me to the ground, he's gonna be in a world of trouble. Well, you look like a white butt against Bryce. I mean, I know Bryce is good, but you didn't really do much on the ground there, Rosa. I just I just don't like guys talking trash when it's like, what, who, who are you talking to, dude? Mike Trezano versus Rafael Aves. Hmm. Okay, cool. Sergey Spivak versus Dana Vanier. Jared Vanier, a funny dude out of the contender series. Sergey Spivak, very overrated, in my opinion. He's 11-2. I think the guy's got a lot of holes. I think Jared's going to be an underdog. That's good. Right now, that's jumping out at me as an underdog play. Julian Roosevelt, Nate the Train, baby. Nate the Train. I do not know why I don't have a sound pad for Nate the Train. Nate the Train, baby. That's a good matchup. Julian Rose is a guy <clears throat> who I've always thought was pretty slick. Has a little bit of a chin issue. Had a little bit of a cardio issue. Maybe even a little bit of a wrestling problem. But I thought he he was pretty slick striking. He's got some power. He's got some swag to him. He's a good-looking kid. Um, He's just never been able to put it all together, ever. From the ultimate fighter to the many shots in the UFC, Nate the Train's kind of your basic guy. He's going to march forward. He's going to fucking try to land hands on you. Julian Rosa is, is an explosive striker. That fight, to me, that's fight at night, baby. That's Nate the Train fight at the night. Um, I'm leaning Arosa, though. I think Arosa just might have more power, but Nate the Train does. 
I know he got knocked out by Herbert Burns, which to me was a little bit of a fluke. Nate Train usually does have a pretty good fucking chin. If he can wave through some of Julian Rosa's shit and catch Julian Rosa, who doesn't have the best chin, that could be a problem. Uh, Aman Azabi versus Draco Rodriguez. This is rebooked. Uh, don't know much about either guy. Obviously, Faraz's younger brother. I remember him getting knocked out uh, not too long. Who, who knocked him out? Got knocked out not too long ago. Ricardo Ramos knocked him out, spinning back elbow. That's right. So he hasn't won. Oh, he's one one and two in the UFC. Beat Vera by the unanimous decision. Lost Ramos, lost to Vince Morales. That Vince Morales lost to come back and haunt you because Vince Morales is is, is not that great. Um, Jacob Rodriguez making his UFC debut, winning off the Contender Series. Got a look at footage on this guy. I don't remember. And then finally, Nasrim Imam versus Phil Hall has got rebooked. Both 9-2 middleweight bangers. This card right here, this is the first time I've looked at this card. Blazers Lewis on the 20th is a fucking cracker. That is a banger of a fight. We got one more fight card, and I'm going to let you guys go. We got Sirgan. This was supposed to be my guy, Yuri Prohaska, versus Dom Reyes. Dom Reyes pulled out because he ran out of tampons. That little bitch. But we got a pretty sick co or excuse me, pretty sick main event heavyweight Siragon versus Zarozino Rosenstruck. Um, two strikers, two badass dudes. Huge step up for Gan- Gain, Gagne, whatever the fuck, uh, in my opinion. And Rosenstruck uh, is a powerful dude. He's patient. Both these guys are good strikers, and they're both fucking. They're both deadly. I love this. I love this fight. Um, I don't know how someone doesn't get finished, which usually means it's going to go to decision, but. Yeah, I don't know. I like that fight. Uh, Alexa Davis versus Sabina Mazzo. Cool. Alexis Davis has been fighting for a million years. Rafael Sunsal versus Hani Bolo Solos. Love that fight. Lean and Hani in that fight. Um, I think he's super underrated. Sunsal getting a little older, coming off a big knockout loss, but maybe I'm writing him off a little too soon. But uh, but yeah, I like that fight for Barcelos. That's going to be a good fight. Two Brazilians going at it. Uh, Randy Brown versus Alex Oliveira. Kind of a who cares fight for me. I don't think either guy had much ceiling at, at 170. I know that she had to say about Randy Brown. He's a young guy. He's 12 and 4. But you got knocked out on the bottom. I mean, Nico Price knocked you out when you off his back when you were when you were on top. Um, I think Randy Brown might have some chin issues. Alex Oliveira is a guy who, who's gonna give you some solid fights in there, but you know, again, I just I think he reached the ceiling. I, I think it might be over for him. Um, world title-wise, I think he's going to still be in the UFC, but as far as like competing to be competitive in a division, uh, I think they're just trying to give Randy Brown a name there. Uh, Nikita Krylov versus Magomed and Kalayev. And Kalayev, one of the best 205ers in the world, in my opinion. He is ranked 10th right now. Um, I think he beats Nikrayev, who's ranked 9th, which I don't know how that's even possible. Love that fight. That should be co-main event. Alexander Hernandez versus Tiago Moises. Awesome fight. Moises looked great and has looked really great in all his fights. Coming off a decision win over Bobby Green. Hit that at plus 850. What's up, Tiago Moises? Alexander Hernandez finally finally getting the finish uh, over his last time out. I think he's training in Colorado now. Left Texas, went to Colorado. Little bit of an arrogant guy. I like his swagger. Definitely has Mark Wahlberg from Fear Vibes, but I think he is fairly solid prospect. He has some power. I really like this matchmaking, though. I want to see what the line is. Uh, because uh, yeah, I mean, I might just have to ride the hot hand of Moises. Dustin Jacoby versus Maxim Grissom. Um, yeah, I mean, Maxim again, both these guys are stand up fighters. I, you know, J- Jacoby 
had a shot in UFC. Now he's coming back. Looked pretty good on the contenders. Um, decent kickboxing. Hopefully Maxim Griffin and, and him banging out. It could be a fun fight at 205. Alonzo Menafield versus William Knight. This is a great fight. Menafield on a two-fight skid. William Knight, this little short fucking fire hydrant from the goddamn contender series. Looked pretty good in his UFC debut. Both these guys, I mean, they wish they had bodies like mine, but I guess some people think they have good bodies. I mean, they're jacked to the fucking gills. Um, I like that fight a lot. Emily Whitmire versus Hannah Cyphers. Huh. Yeah. Emily Whitmire's still still in the UFC. Hannah Cyphers is still in the UFC. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh Alexis Harris is Kevin Kroom. Kevin Kroom with a huge coming off a huge upset. Alexis Harris, 17 and 12. One of these guys that um people overlook, but he's he's a talented guy. I just I just don't think he's ever put it all together. Montana De La Rosa versus Mauro Bruno Silva. Okay. All right, another fight. I know I do that with a lot of women fight, but I mean Montella De La Rosa, I think is, is is a cutie pie. I think she needs the the model. She's on a nice little skid here. She cannot buy a win in the UFC. Um, and uh, Silva here is 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 decent, coming off a nice win on the Contender Series back in eighteen. Beat Jillian Robinson by armbar, lost to Morose, and then beat Maria Brella. Uh, Montana De La Rosa is in a tough night. Ronnie Lawrence. Oh, Ronnie Lawrence here. Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, this guy could come off the contender series. Yeah, decision went over. Jose Johnson fought in the LFA, fought in Bellator, fought some good guys. Um, yeah, Ronnie Lawrence kicking the fight off against Vince Cachero. I believe this guy was. Nope. Lost to Jamal members. That's how I knew him. LFA guy. Got a lot of ugly. Got not, guy locked, not knocked out by Casey Kenny. Man, that's. That's like hard to do. Get knocked out by Casey Kenny. Nobody gets knocked out by Casey Kenny, right? And then right down here is the canceled Dominic Reyes versus Jerry Parker. All right, so that's just a preview. I love a lot of these fights. Sergon versus Jerry Rosenstrike and Kalayev uh, and Nikita Krylov. I love uh, Nate the Train fight. I mean, there's there's a lot of fights. We're going to break it down. The month of February is upon us. It is here tomorrow. Hopefully, while you're listening to this, it is the month of February. I'm very excited. Now, listen, before I end, I know we're at hour five. I went a little long. I'm sorry. I like talking to you guys. I'm a fucking blabbermouth. I got to address the BJ Penn thing. So if you know me, you know I love BJ Penn, and I do. He was one one of the guys, one of the first guys, really, that I really got drawn to the MMA, uh, to MMA, Um, just him being a savage and and, and just just, uh, numerous things. Saw the DUI video. Um, this is several times now over the past year, year and a half, maybe even longer, where you know it's either domestic violence, it's either he's having a kid with somebody he barely knows, his daughters apparently don't want to be with him, he's drinking a lot. There was that bar fight where he got knocked out at the bar that apparently he was trying to settle things down, but then there was videos of him coming out saying he was on top of it. I don't know. This video was ugly, right? So he showed up on private property, very intoxicated. He was shouting the N-word. Don't know if it was really in a derogatory turn, way or not. Regardless, shouldn't say that word. It's a horrible word. Um, and uh, it was bad. It looked bad. I felt bad for him. Um, I, you know, and it, it's the problem. It's the same problem he had in his MMA career. He doesn't have someone to sit him down and, and, and try to talk to him and say, hey, this is what needs to happen. I'm sure there are people that have done that, but he doesn't listen to those people, right? So, it's tough. It's a tough situation. I, I'm not going to mock him. I'm not going to make fun of him. Um, I, I was going to do this whole thing where I was going to kick him off my guys list because of all these, you know, all these things. But in reality, that's just that's just a made up list that I make up. And this is someone's real life that with real life problems. 
And I can make a joke about anything, but I do feel bad for BJ Penn. I feel like he's going through a lot right now. Um, and it, it, it's, it's, there's a problem that needs to be helped or it's going to, it's going to be bad. He got a DUI not too long ago from the same thing. He's clearly drinking. He's clearly got some emotional problems and, 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 uh, I, I want him to get help. I want him to get help. I, and I hope he does. I'm sure there are people in his life that are telling him this. It's just a matter of if, if it's going to stick or not. That's just, that's just, that's just what it is. It, it, is he going to listen? You're not going to be successful. You're not going to do anything great. If um, if you don't want to, and and if he doesn't want to go to rehab and, and, and fix himself, then he's not going to want to. He's not going to do it. So it's a very sad situation. I want to address that. I am aware of it, and uh, I love the guy. Like, the guy, I mean, literally brought me into MMA. I got a signed picture of him somewhere. Um, I yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. Not only because he was a hero of mine, but also because this is a human being that is dealing with some with some real life stuff that. Um, that people deal with, you know, he's, 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 he's just like everyone else. He's dealing with some shit. Okay. That's it. That's a show. I'm sorry. I'm so long. Enjoy this on your Monday commute. Um, yeah, I went on eBay a little too long. I apologize. I'm just very excited guys. I'm very excited to, as an OCD person like myself, I'm sitting in my office right now and everything's almost perfect. So I'm just excited to get here and talk to you guys. And I love MMA. I could talk to MMA about MMA for fucking days, weeks, hours, and again, I was driving my wife nuts. She she said, you got to go. So I had to sit down. I had to vent. I had to tell the people that uh, that uh, listened to me that, hey, this is what it is. Okay, so that's it. That's the show. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm more active on this, or excuse me, on Twitter. I am trying to be more active on Instagram, um, but I'm, you know, Instagram's for chicks. Sorry. Okay, so Twitter it is. MMA Takes Podcast. I love Twitter. Um, that's it. Follow me. Rate and review. Still need the rate and reviews, guys. Still need to get that to 30. Let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! 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 Come on, baby. Woo! Hey, pal, we don't want to... Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.